This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Thank you very much. Good day, good day, my dear learners. This is a geography lesson. Today we are going to study uh, secondary and tertiary sectors. These fall under economic uh, geography. Now, what is secondary sector? In the secondary sector, raw materials from primary sector are changed, are manufactured or processed into more useful products or more useful goods. By so doing, more value is added on the raw materials. The tertiary sector is also called the service sector and involves the selling of goods and products from primary and secondary industry. For example, we, this includes health services, transportation, education, entertainment, tourism, finance, sales, and retail. That is tertiary sector. What is quaternary industry or sector? The quaternary sector consists of those industries providing information services, such as computing, ICT, information and communication technologies, consultancy, which is offering advice to businesses, and R&D, which is research, particularly in scientific fields. These are the economic sectors, the last economic sectors, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary economic sectors. Now, what? Well, let us look at the contribution of secondary and tertiary sectors to the South African economy. Contribution of secondary and tertiary sectors to the South African economy. During the early stages of the development, South Africa's economy was dominated by the primary economic division. Today, the secondary and tertiary sectors are the main contributors to the economy. The contribution made by the secondary sector has decreased over the years. This does not mean that the secondary sector is becoming less important. The contribution made by the secondary sector has declined because of the rapid expansion of the tertiary sector. The tertiary sector makes the greatest contribution to the GDP of South Africa. Now, let us look now at different industries. Different industries which are found in South Africa. We have got different types of industries. One, we have heavy industries. Now, I should know that these industries generally use bulk machines, use heavy machines. They consume large quantity, quantity of raw materials and usually cause a lot of air and noise pollution. For example, we have sugar mills, iron steel industries or factories, coal, oil refineries, vehicle assembly plants and paper factories and thermal power plants. All these are examples of heavy 
industries. And we should know, again, this heavy industry, they require a large labor, large labor force. They require large buildings, especially on the outskirts of the city, especially on the periphery of the city. Very much important. Now, briefly explain, let us be able to explain the reason, the reasons why we find these industries on the outskirts, on the periphery of the, of the urban area. The reason, one reason, they need large piece of land. One should know that there is, there is no space on the outskirts. There is, not, there is not enough space on the periphery of the city. The land veil is low on the outskirts again. They make a lot of noise. That is why they are found outside the city center. They produce large amount of air pollution. That is the main reason why these industries are found on the outskirts of the city. Now let us look at the light industries, which are also found in East Africa. We have these um, industries, which they produce light, and you know, and light goods, light goods. Again, uh, they consume small quantities of raw material. They are usually free, free, free of what? Of, of noise, smoke, bad smell, and debt. Examples of light industries are bakeries, newspaper printers, textile industries. And these industries, they require less labor. They are found in the CBD, in the transition zone. They occupy a small space of land. That is why they are found right in the CBD there. Right. There are other types of industries besides this one, heavy and light industries. We have this Industries which are called raw materials oriented industries. Raw materials oriented industries. These industries are found near the source of the raw material. For example, we have sugar mills which are found in the coastal belt of Kosinazar. This occurs if the raw materials is too expensive or too too expensive or bulky. To transport, to transport it. If the transportation cost is too high, for example, e.g., we have gold, um, um, gold, gold, um, we have industries which uh, process this gold. Another reason for this location is to save transport costs. It is. It also occurs where the raw materials lose weight in in production. Where if when if if, if uh, when uh, when producing this um, this uh, this uh, this when manufacturing this raw material, we find that this raw material will ultimately lose weight. That we we'll find that um, the industrialists will prefer to have this to manufacture this raw material just uh, to put this industry just closer to the raw material because they lose weight during the process of manufacturing. We have also the market-oriented industry. These industries are found near the market or near the consumers. For example, we have dairy industry, bakery, and butcheries. The industry is located near the population center in order to save transport costs again. This also occurs when final product is more costly to transport. 
infinite products are perishable. They need to be consumed within. This include milk, meat, and vegetables. Now we have also this is the food loose industry or food loose industries. These industries are not dependent on any specific locational factors or raw, mat- raw material or market. The location is not dedicated by uh, access to raw materials or market. A particular type of food industry can occupy different locations in an urban complex. For example, the textile industry, the, the, uh, the, the jewelry industry, or for example, the, um, we have the um, um, jeweler industries. These industries do not need to be either near the market or raw materials. It can be anywhere, e.g. electronic manufacturer or nuclear research plant could be found, uh, can be found also any, anywhere. One of the characteristics of this loose industry is that we find that it is also located where the transport links are good. It needs highly skilled workers. It doesn't cause pollution. Now, we have ubiquitous industries. These industries are found everywhere. This type of industry can occur all over. E.g., industries using agricultural products can be can can okay can be found anywhere um, where there is there is a, where there is an agricultural activity. Then we have this bridge industries or break of bulk oil industries. These industries are neither raw materials oriented nor market oriented, but occupy an intermediate position. They are found between so between the source of the raw material and market. They are located at break of bound point, where one type of transport is replaced by another. Bridge industries are mainly located at harbors. Now we have also these other types of industries. We have the labor-intensive industries and also capital-intensive industries. The labor-intensive industries depend largely on manual labor for their functioning. For example, Textile industries. The capital intensive industries. These industries use expensive machinery on a large scale. They do not depend much on manual labor. Very much important, learners. Learners have a problem of differentiating um, of differentiating bridge industries, food loose industries, ubiquitous industries. All these industries are synonymous because they do not depend on raw materials or either on on the market. I repeat my learners. Learners have a big problem on differentiating these three types of industries. Bridge industries, footloose industries, and ubiquitous industries. Now I'm telling you learners that all these three types of industries are synonymous. Why? Because they do not depend on the raw materials or either on on the market. Their location is not determined by these by this two, two factors. Now let us look at the importance of industries in South African economy. The importance of industries. Briefly, industries provide market for the raw materials. 
Industries promote development of infrastructure. Industries improves foreign exchange. Industries promote foreign investment. Now it leads to the development of the infrastructure and provides job opportunities. That is the importance of industry. Now let us look at the following. Factors influencing the industrial development in South Africa. Factors influencing industrial development in South Africa. Or, I may say, factors influencing the location of industries in South Africa. Why do we find industries where they are? There are certain factors which are influencing the establishment of these of this industry. Why do we find industries where they are? There are factors influencing the establishment of industry. There are factors influencing the development of this industry or industrial development. There are factors influencing the location of this industry. Now, once you know that there, there are many factors that favor or that hinder the industrial development in South Africa. There are factors favoring the development, factors preventing any development, any industrial development. So let us first look at factors favoring industrial development in South Africa. Let us first look at the factors favoring advantages of this industrial development in South Africa. Advantages. These are one, we have the raw material. So one should know that South Africa is richly endowed with raw materials that stimulate industrial development, which means it has many raw materials, and these raw materials promote the development of industries in South Africa. South Africa has more raw materials. The country has, has more reserves of iron ore, has more reserves of coal, manganese, and other minerals. Again, the range of climate has enabled the country to produce a variety of agricultural products, which serve as a raw material for the food processing industries. The country has vast or more reserves of coal, which is the most important source of energy. Very much important, forestry provides raw materials for timber industry, which means we've got enough these uh, plantations in our country. Fishing also provides raw materials for the food processing industry. Now, the raw materials in South Africa are playing a major role in the development of industry. Another factor, we have the the labor supply. South Africa has large supply of semi-skilled and skilled labor. It has a large supply of semi-skilled and unskilled labor. And this also promotes the development of industries in our country. And that factor could be the transport infrastructure. The country has a good road and rail network or transport network which facilitates the assembly of raw materials, the distribution of manufactured goods, the transportation of the manufactured goods. Well-developed harbors and international airports also support the development of this industry. We have got so many harbors. We have got airports. All these play a role in the development of industries in South Africa. And also, this also 
we have this political intervention. The government has done much to promote industrial development in South Africa. ESCOM, ISCA, SASOL, all these are state venture. All these are state-owned enterprises. So the, the, the government is playing a major role in the uh, development of industries in South Africa. The introduction of Special Development Initiative, SDI, and Industrial Development Zones has stimulated industrial expansion. And this has been done by the government. The government has encouraged industrial development uh, uh, to reduce uh, to reduce this um, um, congestion in the city. Industries were decentralized. Industries were moved from the from the city centers to rural areas. Environmental impact studies restrict industrial development in certain areas. These are the sectors influencing the industrial uh, development in South Africa. Um, now we have another sector, which is the, this is the trade. Trade. South Africa has large population which creates a local market for the, for the manufactured goods. Which means South Africa has a, a large buying power. However, a large number of people has a low purchasing power. That's the say. A large number of people has, um, has a, a large number of people has a high purchasing power. I'm sorry, has a high purchasing power. Now, the lifting of sanctions and... Uh, and dismantling of apartheid has impacted positively, has influenced the development of industries in South Africa. The country is favorably located. It is in a good position in respect of trade with the rest of the Africa. Now, but in the South, Africa, the South African countries have low purchasing power which means the Africa depends largely on foreign countries. Energy power, we know, we know that industries, especially heavy industries, they use a lot of power. Now, power is relatively cheap in South Africa. It is derived from coal. Industries have special agreements with ESCOM for the provision of cheap electricity. But... There are also global restrictions on emission of greenhouse gases. Now, we should know that other sources of power are not readily available in South Africa. ESCOM supply energy from large coal deposits, large wind farms along the south, east, the south, the south coast, and the nuclear power in the uh, in the Kuba. There are some smaller hydro electrical electrical plants. Now, we have water. Heavy industries also depend on large amount of water. Most of the heavy industries are located in the eastern part of, the, of, uh, in the eastern part of our continent. Why? Because the rainfall, the, the rainfall here is high. This area receives high rainfall. The Western Cape is dominated by light industries since they use less water. Water shortages is a critical factor in South Africa. There are water transfer schemes 
uh, and water also is transferred to, to this industry. Now, another fe- sector, we have infrastructure. Now, South Africa has a, a well-developed infrastructure, which also promotes the development of industries in South Africa. The last thing, we have relief. The relief is generally flat, making construction easy. There is enough land for industries in South Africa. Now, these are the advantages of industrial development in South Africa. These are the factors favoring the industrial development in South Africa. Then we'll look now at problems facing this industrial development in South Africa. There are some problems. There are some problems which are hindering the development of industries in South Africa. Or factors hindering the development of industries. Or factors hindering industrial development. Or factors uh, limiting industrial development. Or problems facing the industrial development in South Africa. The first one we have is over-concentration. Too many industries and small ones are in the same region. That is the main disadvantage. That is the main problem. Too many industries and small ones are in the same region. There is a high concentration of industries. That's why here in South Africa, we have four industrial regions. Four industrial regions. Four areas where... There is high concentration of industries. Another problem is of transport. The infrastructure is not well maintained. We have a better infrastructure, but it is not well maintained. We have tolls, and also we have tolls, and also these tolls are not well maintained. And at the same time, they are, they are also expensive. Then another problem is that these industries are found far away from harbour. Now, the um, far away from harbor increases cost of production. Another problem, we have the problem of air pollution. Pollution is a problem to climate change and health. The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education, working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Yes, my dear learners, we're discussing the problems facing industrial development in South Africa or sectors hindering or limiting industrial development. So we have this water supply. There is a serious shortage of water in South Africa. There is a serious shortage of water. The water is scarce in South Africa. Another problem, we have the problem of HIV and AIDS. The higher incidence of HIV and AIDS impacts negatively on industrial production. HIV and AIDS reduces this lifespan. And that problem of the raw materials. Raw materials are expensive and not always of good quality. And we have a problem also of political interference. 
Falters can lead to heavy taxation and restrictions which prevent foreign investment and further development. We have a problem also of competition. Cheaper imported products can destroy local industries. The cheap clothes and fabrics from the South African textile industries, um, uh, this, uh, this, this made our, our industries to, to, to come to their knees because of cheap goods from foreign countries, cheap goods from China made our industries close down because our products were expensive. Now, restrictions and taxes on imports to South Africa and exports to other countries lead to lower profits. Trade is often limited due to embargoes and cooperation agreements between countries. Now, sometimes power electricity, ESCOM power cuts has led to to reduce working hours. It's a challenge. Again, with labor, there is a serious shortage of skilled labor and, and entrepreneurs. Loss of skilled labor as a result of immigration to other countries impacts negatively on industrial development in South Africa. The immigration of highly trained and qualified people is called a brain drain. It is a problem. Another problem is that we find that the constant demand of high wages, labor strikes, union, um, uh, union, uh, union strikes, add to the cost of production. High, um, um, yes, uh, we have this. We have this market. Diesels of diesels uh, the market. Industries are found far away from major markets. And this is a disadvantage now to the development of industries. Now, these are the challenges facing, uh, the challenges facing uh, industrial development in South Africa. Now, we we'll, we'll again now look at the industrial region. There are four industrial regions in South Africa. There are four industrial regions. That is where uh, there is a high concentration of industries. Now, this phenomenon is known as industrial centralization. The four industrial regions are the following. We have Gauteng, the PW area, Deben Pantau. Number three, we have the Port Elizabeth, UTNH. And the last one, we have the South Western Cape. But NB, Lenas, my dear Lenas, in, study, in studying any one of these core industrial regions, you must know the raw materials supporting industrial development. You must know the type of raw materials which are found in this, in this region, as well as industrial products manufactured in this region. You must also know factors that favor the development of one of the core areas, one of the core areas, factors influencing the establishment, the concentration of these uh, industries. Now, we'll look at only two industries, Houting Industrial Region and the Port Elizabeth Industrial Region. Port Elizabeth, Eugene Hage Industrial Region. Now, let us start, let us start with the Houting, the PW area. 
this is, it is an important industrial region in South Africa. Now, what are the factors favoring the, the development of this industrial region? One, raw materials. This area is richly endowed with minerals. Large deposits of iron ore found nearby at Sishan, Tabazindi, and Talawuwa also contribute to the development of industries in this region. This stimulates the development of the iron and steel industry. Large deposits of coal are found in this region. And we should know that coal here is used to, uh, to generate thermal power, thermal electricity, and, it, and to smelt the iron ore. This area is also rich in agricultural raw materials, especially maize. Another factor favoring the, the development of industries in this area is the market. The demand, the market, the PW area is the most densely populated region of Africa. This it is an advantage. This it is an advantage to the development of industries in this area. This creates a great demand for manufactured goods. Very much important. Another factor is labor. Since this is the most densely populated area, a large Labor pool is readily available. We find semi-skilled and unskilled labor. We have enough labor, enough unskilled labor, enough semi-skilled labor. And that sector, we have our electricity. Large reserves of coal are found in this area. As a result, thermal electricity is readily available. These stimulated and development of heavy industries. Another factor favoring the development of this industrial region, Kauken, is water. The area receives enough water. It receives enough rainfall. Water is obtained also from the Val Dam. The water in this dam is supplemented by the water found from the Tugela River and also from uh, Lesotho Highland. Uh, Lesotho Highlands Water Project. Another factor we have the transport. The area has good transport network, Houting. It has the highest rail and road um, transport. There is high density of road, of road and rail transport. Now, the Johannesburg is the focal point of all um, transport roads. And it is promotes the development of industries. The last one is a reef. This area is situated on the plateau where the land is flat. This promotes construction of roads, railways, and building construct, um, the, 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 uh, and buildings, and, and construction of buildings. Now let us look at these industrial activities which are found in this area in Houting. We have this iron and steel industry. We have metal processing and engineering industries, which, uh, when, um, yes, we have um, the manufacture of mining equipment and agricultural machinery. Now we have chemical industries, e.g., we have manufacturing of fertilizer, manufacturing of chemicals, explosives, you name them. And we have these motor assembly industries in this area. We have 
the BMW, Ford and Nissan, which are produced here, which are manufactured in this area. And this area, how thing? There is a manufacture of the equipment and other accessories. And we will also find textile industries in Gauteng and food processing industries. These are the industries that are found in, the, in, in, in Gauteng, in PW area. Now let us look at the PE, Port Elizabeth, Eugene H. Harbour. What are the factors favoring the development of this region? Port Elizabeth, Eugene H. We have Harbour, the first one Harbour. The presence of harbor at Port Elizabeth has facilitated the import of raw materials and exports of manufactured goods. And transport, the area has good transport. This transport also promotes the development of industries. The release, the area is located at a fairly flat land. Labor, also here, we find skilled, you know, we find this um, semi-skilled and unskilled labor. The area is densely populated, which means the, which means labor is readily available. Water. The area is located in the in in um, a wet eastern part of the country. This area receives high rainfall. Market. It is um, there is a good market. There is a good market here in PE, which means there is a high demand of the products which are produced here because the population is large. What are the limitations? We have the labor, labor costs are higher than in Asia and Eastern Europe. There is a problem of labor unrest and strike. Now what type of industry do we find in this area? We find this uh, the assembly of motor vehicles, manufacture of tires, motor space industry, textile industries, and shipping industries. These are two industrial regions which are important for the examination purposes. We must study these um, this, um, this two industrial regions. There are four industrial regions. Now, two industries are for the exam purposes. That is, where I'm referring to the, P, uh, the PW area or the housing region and the PE Asian Hedge Industrial Region. We should study this for the exam purposes. Now, let us look at issues associated with industrial centralization and industrial decentralization. And wh- what do we mean by centralization? By centralization, we're referring to the movement of things, the movement of functions and people to the city center. Decentralization, the movement of functions and people away from the city center. But here now I'm referring to industrial decentralization and industrial centralization, which means industrial centralization is the movement of industries right to the city center. Industrial decentralization is the movement of industries away from the city center. Now, um, um, one should know, we should know the advantages of all this. What are the advantages of industrial centralization? Now, the advantages are the following. The core areas, the city center, will have a well-developed transport network because the, de- um, the development of these industries, 
will always promote the development of transport networks. Because of industrial centralization, we find that um, we will find large labor pools, large labor pools in the industrial area. Another thing, there is a large domestic market. Now, another advantage of industrial centralization, we find that raw materials are readily available for these industries. The core areas have an, have an adequate water supply because the industries are grouped together. Now, it is easy to supply water into this area. Industries can share certain facilities because they are closer to one another. Again, there is a, there is a, a concentration. There is a concentration of these uh, artisans, skilled artisans in the core areas. And also we find that the cost of production decreases. Finally, we find that financial services are readily available in, the, in this area because all, all these industries are closer to one another. And it is easy now to get financial services. Now, what are the problems? What are the problems? Problems um, resulting from the industrial centralization. We should know that centralization will always lead to over-concentration of people, over-concentration of industries. And this contributes to an even distribution of South African population. It also has led to, it has also led to the regional imbalance in the provision of services, such as housing, electricity, and water supply, proper sanitation and health, also education. Now, because of over-central, because of, uh, uh, of uh, concentration of industries in one place, we find this traffic congestion becomes now a problem. The core areas are vulnerable to vulnerable to um, to, um, to to conflict. Are um, uh, vulnerable to um, uh, to natural disasters. Centralization leads to an imbalanced uh, level of e- economic development. Resources in the core areas are overutilized. This has led to the rural urban migration and its problems. The increase in unemployment is also found on the outskirts of the city, on outlying rural areas. And we find because of over-concentration of industries, we find these other problems. There is, there is always air pollution, water pollution and land pollution in core areas. It leads also to housing problems, to housing shortages and the development of slums and the development of squatter settlements are in and around uh, the core areas. Now we have now this another one, the industrial decentralization, which is the movement of industries from the city center to the periphery, to the rural area. Now, there are problems. There are problems and also um, benefits, advantages of industrial decentralization. Industrial 
decentralization. But now, um, let us look at advantages of industrial decentralization or reasons for industrial decentralization. It promotes the economic development. It prevents flow of migrant workers to the core areas. If industries are moved out of the city center, people, this will prevent this will prevent people from rural area to move to the urban area. This will, will solve the problem of rural urban migration. And again, this reduces congestion and the pollution in the urban area. Again, we find that outlying areas gain as a result of development of infrastructure. Again, this reduces the regional imbalance in the level of development and prosperity. The resources in the periphery areas are utilized to generate wealth. Again, this solves the problem of crime in the urban area. It solves housing problems. It solves also administration. Administration in the urban area now becomes better. Laborers do not have to travel long distance to work in the rural area. Now, let us look at the, incent- the incentives which were introduced by the government to attract these industries to the rural area. Incentives offered to the industrialists to move to the rural area, to decentralize the government offered tax rebates for the industry. For the industries, the government uh, provides land, buildings, and also transportation at, 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 at lower prices. At lower prices. The government provides free skills training. The government pays cash for the cost of moving. Loans are given at low interest rates. The government compensates for building costs. Water is supplied at a lower, lower price. Electricity is, some, some, um, is, is given at a, at a lower price. Training facilities are made available at, at a low cost. The government offers rebate on labor costs. These are the incentives. We should know the incentives which are given by the government now to the industrialists to move to the rural area. Now we have this concept, informal sector. Now let us first try to answer these few questions. Thereafter, I will explain this later. I will, I will explain uh, in detail. We have the concept of informal sector. What is informal sector? In many large cities, particularly in in developing countries, there is not enough work in the formal sector. The informal sector of the economy includes a variety of jobs which are undertaken by individuals over which there is little or no official control. The informal sector is made up of two categories. Firstly, there are workers who, who are self-employed. For example, street vendors, car guards, hairdressers, owners of spider shops and taverns. Secondly, a large number of informal workers are employed by other individuals or companies. For example, casual workers, 
domestic cleaners. Now, what is the, what is the informal sector of the economy? This sector involves business that are not registered with the government and they do not pay income tax. Now, let us differentiate between formal sector and informal sector. No, I want to say formal sector and informal uh, uh, formal sector and informal settlements. Uh, informal sector. Informal sector is economic sector that has a business that are, that is not registered to pay tax. Whereas in in um, in um, informal um, informal sector, I want to say informal sector a business that is not registered or that does not pay tax and there is no definite address. Whereas formal sector, a business that pays tax and has a different structure and address. Where do we find this informal sector? Where do we find them? Now, this informal sector are found on the streets of big cities, on the backyard of townships. And under which economic sector does informal trading uh, belong? This, it belongs to tertiary sector. It is about providing services. Now, let us try to list any six characteristics of informal sector of the economy. Characteristics of informal sector of the economy. Now, we find that there is no job security here. Goods are not reliable, no defined workplace, not protected by law, and healthy working conditions. People are often uh, are harassed by the authorities. Traders do not have access to proper trading facilities. Traders and their goods are exposed to the weather. Banks do not like to give loans to the informal traders. Now, what type of people are mostly involved in the informal sector? Mainly black women. Mainly foreigners. Why do black, uh, no, no, why do people involved in the, in, 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 why, why are they involved in the informal sector? Why do, why, why do people get involved in the informal sector? Most women are single parents who are not educated. And most foreigners This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.